Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's Cassius Ono. F- fuck off. We're here to talk about this past week. Ah, uh, uh, in jokes. Professional wrestling, which does not include Cassius Ono. Are Cassius you ready? Ono. We're talking about WWE. He's the knockout artist, you see. Shut up. We're talking about WWE. We're talking about New Japan. We're talking about All Elite Wrestling. We're talking about Evolve. All the wrestling. I'm Owen. With me is Cassius, I mean John. Join as always by everybody out there on the Cassius Ono net. Isn't that cool? It's dot Ono. Oh no, indeed, Owen. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. Check us out there. We are monitoring that chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So, send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen. God. It's too fucking hot. It's too hot, and we have a lot of wrestling to cover. Yeah. Not, not only on this show, but for po- folks that are subscribed to our Patreon at patreon.cool, um, this week is the start of our G1 coverage, so... I've got to go record that after this. Yeah, have fun with that. I've watched all those shows, and I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, you're going to give your thoughts on this show, so it's fine. I actually value my sleep and my sanity. Yeah, well... I'm well, doing I'm trying to value one of those, at least. I'm doing it for the dollar. The dollar-dollar bill. Because for just a dollar a month, you can get access to all those episodes. Still feel like you're doing this wrong, but whatever. Hey. You know what? I'm doing. I'm. I'm just doing my best here, John. I'm doing my best. Anyway, um, what's new with you? Nothing. I played. Do you want to hear about the video games I've been playing? No. Good because it's Team Sonic Racing. Yeah, I know you were at on my couch playing it. I have 135 of 142 stars in the single player. Nope. I have an emerald rank in online play. Nope. The most I've ever people I've ever gotten in another game has been uh, three, and one of them dropped immediately. Fuck them. Hey, John. Oh, and not a lot of people are playing this video game. It seems like. No, they aren't. Plus, the good video games coming out on Friday. Define good. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah, that 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 game seems like it'll be good. I want that game to be good. Yeah, I want to play that. I'm I'm intrigued. Hey, John, we have a lot to cover. Shall we get into the wrestling news? Play the song. Hey, John. Owen, what's up? There's, there's too much wrestling to cover. We have no time for news. That's not true. We have a news. What? Hold on, I'm queuing up a sound effect. Tyler Breeze did a bad on the internet. He quoted, he retweeted a Ben Shapiro tweet. This has been your weekly reminder that all your favorites are trash and they will disappoint you at every single turn. Great, thanks, John. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah, everyone sucks. What else is new? Nothing. See, two weeks ago. Anyway, that's it for wrestling news. Let's get away from North America, then. Let's let's head over to Japan. But, Owen, I mean, as uh, James Murphy's LCD sound system once famously said, we are North American scum. You're not wrong, but... 
the G1 Climax is happening right now, as I had alluded to with the talk about doing the podcasts. But you're not on those, so you get, no, to, talk I'm not. G- you get to talk about the G1 right now. It's the G1, which I have watched only some of the tag team matches, because honestly, like, I don't need to see a preview match. I'm going to watch those matches anyway. Like, I don't need a spoiler. I don't know. But, Watching Suzuki fuck people up is pretty good. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, they have some cool shit going on in those matches. Like, they have the fucking Konmod kokeshiing everybody to make us happy and talking about how the C block is going on. Also, uh, Tanahashi and Kenta are still fighting. Also, Suzuki is really sad. No, he's not. He's kind of more mad than sad. And also, he's Lance, pouting. Lance Archer got on commentary for a bit. Sounds like something he'd do. And he told said that everyone's gonna die. I mean, have you seen Suzuki's backstage interviews? Uh, no. He's pouting. He's not saying anything. Well, he should be. Well, you know the thing. If uh, Will Osprey can't continue. I know someone who would take a spot. It is true. But apparently he can continue, so that's good. Yeah, that's the only news out of the G1 is that Will Ospreay got hurt and missed Monday, but he's clear for tonight. Yay! Slash this morning for people who are listening to the podcast version of this. Yay! Yeah, hopefully he did well. Here's open. What are your highlights of nights two through four? Um, I mean, it's, tell me some, name some match, list some matches to me, and I, I can tell you my brief thoughts on them. Um, let's see, no, that's night one, hold on, I got, I'm looking through my notes. It's Tai Chi and John Moxley. It was fine. I mean, you know, I appreciated that they started outside the ring, I thought that was smart of Tai Chi. Tai Chi, look, I think that Tai Chi's entertaining, he's really stupid, and I find him funny. Fuck him. He got his ass kicked. It wasn't very eventful, but it was fine. Naito versus Yano. It's fucking hilarious. Fuck Naito. He, he, he's <laughs> dumb. He put his shirt on. Fuck Naito. He's an idiot. He lost to Toriano. Yep, in the best way. And Yano did a shrug. Yano spent the entire time screaming. Yep. I wish I remembered more Japanese so I could know what Yano was just yelling all the time. Yep. But honestly, I kind of don't wish I knew more Japanese because not knowing what Yano's yelling just makes it even funnier. It's true. How about Jeff Cobb and Tomohiro Ishii? This match is fucking awesome. This is the best match so far. Yeah, this might be my uh, in my match of the year consideration and near the top. Yeah, no, they, 100% this is the best match that has happened in the entire tournament so far. I don't know if you know this, Tomohiro Ishii is really good. He was my MVP of last year's tournament and also our entire website's male wrestler of the year. Which was still wrong, but I get it. Yeah, man, he earned it that year, and he's he's making a case this year. If he mm-hmm. can do something big after the G1, he might earn that title again. You fucked Ciampa from ever winning that award when he clearly deserved it, and I will never forgive you for that. Well, maybe I'll give it to him posthumously. It doesn't mean anything posthumously! He should have been recognized in the year that he did it! He's dead now, though. And it's your fault! You know what? I'll take that. He's a fucking monster. He deserved it. We could have saved him! 
We could have saved his neck, Owen. No, he's a he's a bad person. You you wouldn't even say his name for the longest time on this podcast. I said his name once, and you yelled at me for it. Yeah, it's fucked up. It was fucked up if you. Anyway, uh, let's see. About no wait, that was from night one. How about Zack Saber Junior. and Okada? Really good. Your commie son. He's my commie son. I'm sad that he's not doing better, but you know what? I get it. I mean, he's owned to. That's real bad. Yeah, I know. Like I said, he's not doing well, but I also get it based on the people he's fought. He wasn't going to beat Okada. I'm amazed if anyone's going to beat Okada. I could see some people be Okada. I could see it too, but like, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tough. I mean, he has to lose. Not gonna be a lot of people. He can't win the G1. I don't think he will, but I think it's gonna be one of those things where he's really dominant and maybe even goes to the finals and then he loses in the finals. I I hope not. Uh, Kenta versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I thought this match ruled. I also thought that this match was better than the Ibushi one. Yes. Like, maybe it's just because, like, they're kind of at a similar speed now, because, like, you know, Kenta is, he's older, and, like, kind of getting his, you know, again, like, still kind of getting his legs back a little bit after having to work that WWE style for five years. Uh Um and like Tana, like obviously he's he's a little, he's older, his knees are a little shot. Like he can't do some of the things that Coda can do, even though you know Coda shouldn't do some of the things that he does. Fucking idiot. Yep. What do you think about the the, the handshake denial afterward? I thought that was interesting, and I want to see where that goes. You think at least these two having a match at possibly Russell Kingdom? I'd like it to. I think that would be really cool. I think they could do great work again. Like, definitely watching this match, it, it started to feel like more, like, even more so than the Ibushi match, which I also like, don't get me wrong, but, like, definitely watching that Tana match, I I watched that and felt like, okay, no, this is actually starting to look like the Kenta I remember seeing on fucking, like, on fucking YouTube of just, like, clips of him being a fucking badass. Yep. Uh... Shingo Takagi versus Toriano. I think it to lean more into that, you know, the Emperor of King's Row style versus the Emperor of a Strong style. Mm-hmm. But Jano looks in another match. Sorry, what was that match again? Takagi versus Jano. <laughs> Not as fun as the Naito match, still really fun. Yeah. I like Shingo, he's cool. He jumped over that table. Yeah, he also got hit in the face with Mary. <clears throat> it's messed up. Uh, John Moxley versus Jeff Cobb. It's really good. Hmm. Huh? Uh, I said, hmm. Why Again, is that? My, I, I don't want to really give my thought too many of my thoughts away, but it was below my expectations. I think that the story that they told, like, I get it, like, maybe they could have gone more all out and done something crazy, but I think they were telling a story, I think the story that they were telling is, you know, hey, Moxley 
is a scrapper. He is a fucking, he's the death rider. He will fuck you up and he doesn't care. But like, he's definitely outclassed here. Like he's not the strongest dude. He's not like, he's the toughest dude, but he ain't the strongest dude. And there's a bunch of shit. He ain't going to be able to do on Jeff Cobb. Whereas Jeff Cobb is, he is still fucked up from, from fighting, uh, fighting our boy Ishii. Yeah, you like say I that. get it. Hmm. You say that, and yet the match after this involved our, our my boy, and he did just fine. He's the stone pit bull. Literally made of stone. Yeah, he got fucked up by that match, but whatever. You He's the stone pit bull. He can't be destroyed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the story they were telling. Did it maybe come to the detriment of the match? Like, eh, you know, sure, I can see that argument, but I think that. I think that they told it well. I enjoyed that match. Like, do I think that Moxley has been, like, the best, had the best showing here, the G1? No, not really. But, like, you know what? At the same time, I think he's been good. Like, I have enjoyed him. I'm glad he's here. I bet that match that he has against, uh... Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I hope he gets a match against some people in the A block, because, fuck... What about, like, fucking Moxley Kenta? What about Moxley fucking Okada? Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I, I thought that, I think that Moxley's looked good. I think that he hasn't looked had the best showing, but, like, I think he's looked really good, and I think he adds, he adds to this tournament, and I am excited for him to be here. I really want to see him fight some people in the A block. Anyway, give me another match. J-Boy Tomohiroishi. I liked it. Here's the thing, though, John. John Moxley's gonna fight Ishii next. Yeah, I'm aware that match is gonna be sick. I hope. Oh yeah. Who do you think is gonna win that though? Probably Ishii. Goddamn right. Literally made of stone. Yeah, I would not be surprised if if he can't. I think that Mox is gonna drop. I think he's gonna beat Jay White, and I think he's gonna drop to Ishii. And, um, and Juice. Well, Juice is at the very end, so we'll see about that. I, I just, I see it coming. Like, I, I, cause I feel like this is gonna set up to Juice gets his rematch, Juice takes his title back, Mox goes to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. But back to the Jay White match, what do you think of that? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, look. I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion here, but I'm going to say it. You know, I kind of like Jay White. Fucked up. I think he's gotten, you know what, say what you will about some of the shit he's done, and I will agree with you uh, that I haven't been super into it. I thought that he put a really good showing in in that fucking G1 Supercard match, and I to the point that I don't think it was just Okada like pulling a good match out of him. I have enjoyed what he has done in the G1 Climax so far. I think his promos have gotten a lot better. Maybe it's just he really needed to grow out that beard. But now that he's grown out that beard, I feel like he's, I feel like he's getting a lot better. I, I'm, I'm, into Jay, I'm into Jay White now. I mean, it worked for, uh, it worked for Danny Bryan, so power of the beard. Worked for Brian Kendrick. Then he shaved it, and then he got back, though. Yeah, no, he's he got it back. He's good. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> he got yeah, better. That's, 
that's pretty much all I got from the G1. If you want to hear me and Trace chat about it for an extended period of time, head over to Patreon.cool. Here's what I got about the G1. It's cool. It is cool. I'm enjoying it. I always enjoy it, but... You it, know. it is, without a doubt, there's been a lot of fucking wrestling this week. Maybe even too much wrestling. But, like, those three shows, despite them being a fucking lot, like, they're they're all fucking bangers. Yeah. Here's a hot take. Like, the the worst match was, was one where it was like, oh, I'm just not that into this. Yeah. I Which say- I think was probably... Uh, who did who did Gota fight? Um, he fought in two matches. Go to the the second one. Juice. Yeah, I wasn't super into that match. That's why I didn't bring it up. Yeah, because I knew it wasn't that good of a match. But yeah, yeah. the the other Juice match didn't really impress me that much either. Like it was fine, but it, that was a Chingo, right? Yes. Yeah, like it was fine, but it didn't really didn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that continues going. I, I I'd say that these were clearly the best shows of the week. Oh, by far, not even a contest. But Grant, I also haven't seen every show this week. Well, here's the thing: out of what you've seen out of North America, what do you think was the best show? From North America this week. Evolve 130, uh, 131. But uh, granted, keep this in mind, I have not seen any of Fight for the Fallen. We will wow. discuss, I will discuss that next week. Because I've only seen, I, I've only seen one match, and let me tell you, Peter Avalon versus Sonny Kiss, pretty damn good. Sure. But I like both those guys. Want to hear my hot take? What's that? I think the best North American show of the week was Extreme Rules. It's, okay, you can. It's fine to be wrong. I, I really enjoyed that show a lot. Like surprisingly so. Like I, I was really happy to be there. But we're not gonna talk about that right now. We're gonna talk about the show you said was the best one of the week. Okay, a, I'm gonna have to just keep these thoughts bubbled in for like a long time now, when I'm not into it. Too bad. We're gonna talk about Evolve. One thirty one. Evolve one thirty one. A great reminder that, yes, you can try to put it on the network to counter-program some bullshit, but you're still going to get those wonderful, wonderful Evolve production values. Way better lighting this time, thank God. Like, thank you, Christ. They actually and, figured out that problem, but... Oh, those graphics. And you still got a Philadelphia crowd. Which, by the way, and, the Philadelphia crowd at Extreme Rules was also not very, you know, PG. I've heard mixed things about that crowd. We brought back a, a, an old Shane McMahon chant. Which one was that? When he ran away from The Undertaker, we all chanted, Shane's a pussy. Yeah, sounds about right. It was pretty good. I felt real good about that. I mean, he is. Yeah, but that's like an old attitude era chant, so the fact that we brought it back was real good. Look, Owen, I don't know if you have been watching the product lately, but basically everything old is new again. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's 1996 again, baby. And we're once again learning that 1996 kind of sucked. (sighs) Better than what 2018 was. You're not wrong. 
you are not wrong, but... Mm. Hey, but, John, let's let's talk about first about, you know, the fact that we were in the seventh row at the 2300 Arena. It was very hot in there. Yeah, it was it was hot. They, they should turn the AC on. There is no AC. They should get some AC there. Or no, maybe just bigger ceiling fans. On the, that noise gets picked up on the microphones. It's why we don't have AC in, in this podcast studio, because it gets picked up on the microphones. That's right, Owen. We don't have AC. John? Yes? Do you have your AC on? No, what are you talking about? John? I'm sweating my ass off over here. Yeah, it sounds like you fucked up. <sighs> you asshole. How d- hey, you ain't hearing it, so works for me. Well, if the people have complaints about the audio, tweet at IamJohnGM on Twitter. Don't Did they complain me. about the audio last week? I don't know. Because I had it on then, too. You're a monster. Anyway. So we're Life hacks, y'all. Arena. What what did you think of uh, the venue for and the setup? It's the twenty three hundred. It's the twenty three hundred arena. It's it is what it is. I like it. I I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying you go there for that vibe. It's a very old school vibe, and I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you go. You like you get what you pay for when you go there. It's very intimate. It's very old school. It's fun. Yeah, and it's what I wanted. And that crowd was fire. And also it was, you know, I have, it was definitely a lot bigger budget of a production than Evolve 113, what I saw nine months ago. Yeah. Well, it's also WWE was helping a little bit. Yeah, I know. But yeah, this was cool. Um, We were not on camera because we were on the same side as the balcony, so... Don't don't look for us. We're hard to see. We might be in one of the wide shots, but eh, who cares? Yeah, it'd be the back of our head, but it's fine. I mean, hey, yeah, I showed you. Um, you can see me on one of the wide shots, back of my head, in uh, one thirteen. True. So you should wear your I am John hat backwards. <laughs> it would have worked. Yeah, it would have worked. Uh, but yeah, let's start off with the first match was uh, Josh Briggs being Anthony Green. This is cool. Fucking retro. This is a good opening match. Fuck that retro jerk. Fuck that retro jerk. Josh Briggs is cool as hell. Josh Briggs is very cool. I I very much like his look and his moves. I don't know anything about him or what he is as a person or as a character, but he is a big, strong boy, and he's very tall, and he hits you. I, I like him. He's cool. And the crowd kept chaining Josh Briggs. Yep. So yeah, he beat uh, Anthony Green in eleven forty nine. After that, we had uh, Stephen Wolf defeating Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluda, and Harlem Bravado. This match first, was good. First thing I want to say: fuck Harlem Bravado. Yeah, really Harlem Bravado heel, sucks, and I fucking hate him. He's really good at sucking. I like him. I fucking hate him. Yep, Sean Maluda continues to be great. I, st- I started that You Still Suck chant, and it felt really good. He does still suck. And he played off of it very well, in a way that I appreciated. Yep. 
Sean Malouda. Uh, uh, pretending like he was getting legit offended by it. I, I, I like him. He's, he seems very good. Sean Maluda. He's fine. I feel exactly the same as I have always felt about Sean Maluda every time I've seen him in NXT. Yeah, he's here. Damn, that's rude. He, he's he's good. Like, I'm not sitting here and saying that he's not good. It's just, like, nothing about him ever really stands out to me other than, like, he looks like baby Uso. Damn. What's really good. into the, but what's really into the Wu-Tang Clan. He's related to them, though. I'm sure he is. Uh, Kurt Stallion. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he seemed fine. He had some good, like, high-flying moves. Yeah, he, he seemed cool. I, I like Kurt Stallion. Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't as, I wasn't as grabbed by him, I think, as, as you were. And I definitely, when they, you know, spoilers, I guess, when they announced later in the night, well, I guess it's not really because it's, yeah, everybody knew. When they, when they brought up the fact later in the night that Matt Riddle handpicked Kurt Stallion to be his opponent for Evolve 132, I was kind of like, oh, okay, sure. That's, fine i guess like not that it's like oh man i don't understand why you would do that but also like yeah of all the cool people you chose him sure all right i mean i could see him and riddle like working well together i could see it don't get me wrong he's like a baby matt riddle with a little less mma so it's more less mma than a, a little but whatever whatever uh but uh, Stephen Wolf, though. Stephen Wolf's pretty cool. So nice that he came out twice. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, he he picked up the win here. Did a four fifty splash. This was a really yeah. This was a really fun match. Someone did a bad job of booking, considering that maybe two people shouldn't have won with a four fifty f- splash on this show. But whatever. Eh, it happens. Some people just, just, it's a good move. Why not? Um, yeah, Steve Wolf seems cool. Yeah, so he won the match in 9 minutes, 19 seconds. After that... Yeah, like I said, it was fun. It didn't, I, I, there's nothing that really sticks out to me at the, at the end of it all, except for just, like, Harlem Bravado sucks, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It, it definitely was a well-wrestled match. After that, we had Anthony Henry losing to S- S- Stephen Wolf. Yay! No, wait, no, hold on. It's uh, Arturo Viras. This match is fine. This match rules. What are you talking about? No, it was good. It, it definitely was good. This was an but... MMA style match. Like lots of uh, yeah. holes, lots of like mat wrestling. Like this was rad. It was cool. I wasn't as grabbed by it as you, but I yeah, it was cool. Like I liked that. I liked the the exchange that they did. I thought that that I thought that fucking spinning back roundhouse that fucking Ruiz hit for the finish looked sick. He fucking nailed him with it. It's like, damn, you fucking took his head off, bro. Well, that, that's how he won because he freaking knocked him out. That was like an MMA style finish. It was great. I loved this match. This match was cool. Yeah, this match was very cool. It was just under 10 minutes. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, man, this match ruled. And I, but yeah, no, it was it was very cool. These I wasn't I wasn't as like invested in or into it as you were. But like, yeah, these these two seem very talented. I'd like to see more of, of both of these guys. Yeah. After that, 
we had the only women's match on the card in a no DQ match. Uh, Brandy Lauren, who we saw earlier, beating Sh- Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, this this match happened. I I don't know how I feel about this match. Yeah, I honestly like I I liked everybody involved. I thought that they had some cool like I thought that everybody had some cool looks and like you know they had some cool spots. But like I I don't know I wasn't super into it. The only thing I really liked about this match, which is a fucked up thing to say, is uh, Shotzi like going head first through all those shit. Yeah, I know the suicide dive. That yeah, like there was a lot of just like felt like setting up things that didn't really pay off, and also it was like ridiculously fucking overbooked. Yeah, that's my main problem is that you know as soon as the bell rings, someone comes in to help Brandy, and then she gets taken and, out. Yeah, it doesn't really help. And then someone else comes in to help Brandy, yeah, right and then girl. someone comes in to help Shotzi. I don't, I don't know who came in to help Shotzi, but Retro came in to help Brandy. Yeah, well, again, like, it, the point is that, like, more people, like, three people fucking did run-ins in this goddamn match. And, like, then it seemed like the finish didn't really have anything to do with the run-ins at all. Well, it was distracting. Because Shotzi just went headfirst through a fucking chair. Well, the finish was uh, Brandy using that kendo stick and just wailing the shit on out of Shotzi and then pinning her. Yeah. Which is not the flashiest finish, but it's effective. No, it was it, it it was fine. Like, it made sense when it happened of like, oh, yeah, no, okay, of course it's the finish. She's fucking dead. It's just, but yeah, it felt like, and again, I feel like that kendo stick spot could have happened at any time. It didn't feel like it was actually directly related to anything that was really happening. Correct. Yeah, like, I didn't think this match was great, but I think that all the people that are in it are cool. Yeah, is I, what I, I basically got from this. I could see both Brandy and Shotzi ending up in NXT in the near future. And the fact that Shotzi was willing to take that fucking dive. Damn, you're fucking out there. Have you seen what she looks like? She looks like she's an insane person who's ready to take all the risks. She's fucking cool. She's got that helmet with the, with the fucking horns on it. Why didn't she put that on to go through those chairs? That would have protected her head. It's like uh, it's like Sean Maluda would tell her, uh, quoting the Wu Tang Clan, "You best protect your neck." I mean, it's her head, but not okay. Fine. They're connected, Owen. Okay. Yeah. All, all body parts are connected when you think about it. The head is directly on the neck. Uh huh. You, pre- you hit too hard on the head, you're gonna fuck up the neck. Yeah, don't tell it to Tomohiro Ishii. I... Someone should! He doesn't have a neck. Someone should also tell that to fucking Koda! Well, he doesn't have a neck anymore. And for a different reason. Hey, John. Yes, Owen? How about... This match, as soon as I... I, I read it to you last week. I was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. A Babatunde beating Colby Carino in like three minutes. Yeah. Seemed about right. Babatunde's cool. Babatunde's freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I've liked him since the Greatest Royal Rumble when he was in there. I was like, this guy hmm. is cool. Yeah, Babatunde's cool. I got absolutely nothing out of Colby Carino. I thought Colby Carino played, a, played good selling all this. It's not that he was bad at anything. It's it's just like I feel like there was nothing he could have been any literally anyone because it was all just the Babatunde show, which that's fine. Babatunde is cool. 
He's cool. I, 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 I'm gonna give Colby credit for you know selling all that stuff and bouncing around the ring real well for him, and taking those damn chops. I, I, I like him. It's cool. I'd like to see him later in an actual like competitive match. Sure. Then after that, we had Colby Carino's friends showed up. Yes, the setup. And they were like, "Yo, fuck you, Baba Day. And then uh, the, you were uh, played. F- you were a football jock. Football's dumb. And fuck the uh, the PC. Damn. Wait, they said fuck the PC. I know. That's why I said damn. Yeah. And then they got interrupted by the rosebuds. Well, not the rosebuds. Uh huh. But it is the skulk who's. I don't. I don't. I don't get the skulk. Uh, this is the second time I've seen the skull. It's like, okay, so they're just like a dance posse? What? Yeah, they just not? like to party? Yeah, I like to party. Oh, so you're a member of Public Enemy. Y- yes. Lottie Dottie, you like to party. <sighs> hey, John? Yes, Owen? This set up the Evolved Tag Team Championship match. Indeed with, it did! With Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy defending against AR Fox and Leon Ruff. Hey, this is my third favorite match on the card. Big statement there. I mean, I'm looking at the other matches that follow it. I'm like, yeah, it's not as good as those other two, but it was it was really up there. Yeah, it was really fun. No, like, hey, Eddie Kingston is a very good wrestleman. A.R. Fox is a very good wrestleman. Leon Ruff is really cool, too. This is my first time seeing AR Fox and I love him. Yeah, he's great. No, like I was like I was telling you, man, he fucking killed it on Lucha Underground and like yeah. he was really great in that Austin Theory match that I saw at uh one thirteen. Oh I can I can imagine that. Yeah, no, he is incredibly fucking talented and like I hope he fucking gets signed, but like I could also see him being one of those guys that just never makes it to the big time because I think he's I think he's in his mid thirties. Oh, I hope he gets a shot. I really do. But yeah. Um really good tag action here. Despite the other people being around. No outside interference. Mm-hmm. So the the opposite of the women's match. Oh, I lied. He's thirty one. He's fine. Yeah, no. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was older. Sign AR Fox, you cowards. I mean... Leon Ruff, too. Why not? I mean, they already have his tag team partner. They have Leon Ruff? No. His, uh, the other one. Who? Swerve. Oh. Yeah, I can see those two being a tag team. That's cool. They ha- Dude, that was the whole fucking story of Killshot. Was that Dante Fox was the fucking like the the guy from his past that was claiming that he abandoned him and and in f- the fucking combat zone and like Killshot was like no no I didn't I never did that and then he revealed oh yeah I totally did that whoopsies John, when he unmasked I don't know anything about Lucha Underground you don't listen to me when I talk no I just don't listen about Lucha Underground God damn you I I remember that storyline I don't remember who was involved with it with, with Killshot it was AR Fox. Turns out. Okay, I didn't know that. So sorry. Luke Underground, y'all. Rest in peace. 
AR Fox and Leah Ruff won the Evolve tag titles. Every yep. time, every time we go to a show at twenty three hundred Arena, tag titles change hands. Sure do. Let's just hope that they don't go the way of your uh, your wolf son. Oh man. I mean, if it if it did though, I feel like it would probably be Leon Ruff that it happened to. Oh man. And I'm not wishing bad on him. I'm just saying, please don't take our fox from us. N- never, please. But yeah, this was a cool match. It went. Wow, it was only five twenty-five. Yeah, not... it was short. I, it didn't feel short. It felt long. It was very well paced. Like it was very, it was quick, and there was a lot going on. But it, it didn't feel like there was too much going on that like it, you couldn't handle it. Yeah, and I, I'm just surprised. It was cool. Yeah, no, I like. I definitely remember at the time being like, "Oh, that was actually really short," but like it felt great. Yep. Um, after that, we had my favorite match of the night. Which is Matt Riddle taking on the Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak in the Catch Point reunion. Yeah, this ruled. Yeah. Both men were so over, especially Gulak. Surprised Riddle didn't get more heat for those colors. Yeah, I didn't notice it though. I was. I don't know why I didn't notice it until after the match. I went, oh yeah, he's wearing Mets colors. Fuck him. I noticed it, but I didn't put it together. Actually, honestly, I looked at it and I was like, and I went, "Why is he dressed like he's like the Knicks?" Nobody cares about the Knicks. That's true. No one does care about the Knicks. Not even the Knicks care about the Knicks. Betraying that, yeah, I so don't care about the Mets that I forgot that they have the same colors. Whoopsies. Yeah. Yeah. At least, it's, at least some of your teams had different colors, unlike Pittsburgh. Do you know that every single team in Pittsburgh all had the same colors? Yeah, black and gold. Stupid. Well, that's kind of cool branding. Be original. I kind of like how every St. Louis team is at one point is the Cardinals. Yeah, but that, that's even worse because it's the same animal. This is why well, that makes it cool. The baseball team's the Cardinals. The football team's the Cardinals. They're all the Cardinals. Yeah, I like variety though. For for a while, all four of our sports teams had different colors, but then we went back to having the Sixers be the red, white, and blue. But at least we have an excuse because we're the birthplace of America, so we should have the America colors. This is stupid. Talk about catch point. It ruled. I right. bought a shirt. Drew, I I wish I did. Drew Gulak rules. Matt Riddle. Drew Gulak's cool. Really good. Matt like, Riddle is cool. Seeing Gulak actually be able to put on like a hard hitting, awesome match. Just warmed my heart because he wasn't trapped in the WWE style. This was great. Yeah, this is cool. Like the crowd being hot, uh, Chan fuck him up Gulak was great. Crowd was so hot. Hell yeah, because it's our boy Drew Gulak. I'm aware. Like people like listen to the podcast, hear how hyped I am for Gulak at all times. This whole crowd was like that. Because fuck yeah, that's our boy. And I'm aware. Like, I heard. I remember that Poppy got when they said from, from, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hell yeah, he got the same kind of pop at Extreme Rules. But uh, yeah, but like typical Philadelphia fashion, he lost. Yep. Suck it, Gulak. 
That was a bad move. I don't think they should have done that. I think Gulak should have won. I don't disagree, but crowd was I crowd was very mad. Yeah, look, I don't disagree, but look, you get it. We I, all get it. I, no, I, I get it, but it's still the wrong decision on this night. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I think that. Look, I I think that Matt Riddle losing to the cruiserweight champion would not have made Matt Riddle look worse. I think it would not have made Matt Riddle look bad. I don't think it would have devalued him any. I understand the fact that they are fucking strapping a goddamn rocket to Matt Riddle and are going to make him the guy that fucking, you know, takes Reti- the belt off the of Cole. Brock Lesnar, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. Like, I understand what's going on here with him, but I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I, I think it would have been, I think it would have been the right call to have Gulak go over, but it doesn't matter. This match is still really good. It was. I, I loved it. It was my favorite match. And then after that, um, some goober came in the ring. Okay. This sucked. <laughs> like, oh. I, the, like, oh, I th- I th- first I thought you meant Kurt Stallion. No, no I'm not, I'm not talking about that because you mentioned it earlier. Brian like, Idol. Who the fuck is this guy? And what was this? This sucked. I know it I was, was set up, but it sucked. It was really confusing. And yeah, it was like, and, and it was clearly a setup in, in the most obvious fucking way of, oh, we're having a thing. And oh, the lights go out just like an old ECW. And then someone's going to be in the ring. Who's it going to be? Hey, it's funny that you said just like old ECW. I, again. It was very obvious what they were doing, but even still, it was like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? And, like, why is any of this happening? And, and like, he didn't even start to say anything before we were chanting, shut the fuck up. And then he started doing that weird stuttering thing, and it was even more confusing. Yeah, Philadelphia doesn't care if you said anything. We want you to shut the fuck up. But that the lights went I I did not expect this. I did not expect he was going to be out instead. I didn't expect it either, but then when the lights came on and he was there, it, it was like, oh, oh, of course. Oh, but of it, course they did this. But it ruled. Paul, oh, it fucking ruled. Paul Heyman in the old ECW arena. Yeah, no, this was amazing. This was a fucking, like, b- beautiful moment that I was glad to see. This is the first time he has been in a ring in that building since the closure of ECW. Yeah. Which is incredible. It all the after all this time, he finally was home, and it was just an amazing scene. I have I, I took a video of it. I didn't post it anywhere, but I have a video of it. Nice. It was real good. And also, he ethered the fuck out of that asshole who tried to yell at him. He sure did. And I don't even know what that guy tried to yell. I, I near the park, he went boop 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 boop. boop. And the crowd chanted, fuck him up, Heyman. <laughs> Which he did. <laughs> he did. So good. The swinging schlong, indeed. Man, Paul Heyman is, is so good, and I, I love this promo. Like, we don't need to recap it, just go watch it. Yeah, Yeah. He, basically, spoilers, here's what he said. Hey guys, Evolve's pretty cool. Yeah, he put over Evolve huge, and it was great. And then he... Ring announced the next match, which was the second best match on the card. I mean, you're wrong, but that's fine. 
What was your second best match on the card? Probably... The tag? <sighs> no. No, I'd say probably the catch point match. Uh, that was my number one. I am aware. What's your number one? This, this one! Alright. This was the best match. This was fucking fantastic. Austin Theory versus J.D. Drake in a title-for-title match for the WWN and Evolve Championships. Uh, There's something very important about this, John. What's that? They had Pyro. They did have Pyro. And Paul Heyman was stunned. Paul Heyman did make a comment about how (laughs) Raw doesn't have Pyro anymore. And And we all laughed. And 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 then we chanted, we want Pyro. It's true, we, we want it. Yeah, that was great. Also, the fact that Adam Cole later got Pyro too was cool. It was the same Pyro, but still. Everyone had the same Pyro. Again, low budget, whatever. It's good. I know. I'm just making it, saying it as an observation. Yeah, this match was fantastic. This was my first time seeing J.D. Drake, and he sold me. This is my second time seeing both these gentlemen, and it was a clear cut of like, oh, oh yeah, like, I fucked up in that Janela match when I didn't really care about J.D. Drake because I was just like, yeah, Joey Janela, he's cool. Yeah, J.D. Drake, he's fucking impressive. And yeah, like, I, I feel like I... Watching again, like, yeah, I was kind of right when I said, like, Stan Hansen by way of Jeff Cobb. Yeah, you nailed it. Because he's got the, the hard-hitting lariats, but he's also can do a fucking moonsault off the top rope. Yup. Like, what the fuck? Yup. Jesus. And Austin Theory's cool as shit. Yeah, this is my second time seeing him. He's cool, but it's crazy. Despite the fact that he, that Austin Theory won the match, I still think J.D. Drake looked way better in this match. He looked like a million bucks. I think so, too. Like, I don't disagree with that. I think it was definitely one of those things where it was like, look, I, I think that you could definitely make the argument that, like, Austin Theory is already established. Austin Theory is already kind of a name. Like... Uh-huh. This is definitely about building J.D. Drake as being like, no, this motherfucker, like, we're not going with him for various reasons, but this motherfucker right here, he's real good. He is a good-ass hand. Yeah. Damn. That's a thunder. Also, fun fact, after uh, Austin Theory won the, uh, the WWN Championship... He immediately retired it. <laughs> that belt. I wonder what's retired. going on with that. I don't know, but I, I tried to start a franchise chant. Nobody else did. That, that was pretty good. But yeah, um, the WWN Championship's dead now. We wa- we saw it die because he threw it on the ground. It's dead now. All right. I do. I do wonder, like, especially after uh, that story that I sent you about how uh, WWN isn't necessarily in great financial position right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going on with Evolve. Do you think WWE's going to scoop it up and just put it on the network? That's what I'm wondering. If, like, maybe Evolve is going to try and, like, split off and become independent and just and maybe have, like, a you know, maybe they'll do an ECW deal where, like, clearly... They're not, you know, they're not technically owned, but Gabe is on Vince's payroll and he's getting some shit to, like, run his shows. And they put them on the network. 
I could see it. I, you know, there's been those rumors for a long ass time about them having an, an extra tier, and I could see them trying to put Evolve on that extra tier, maybe. If they did that and charged 15 bucks a month, I'd pay it. I mean, hell, like, WWN's charging 10 bucks a month to get that and fucking, you know, their other dumbass shows. Hear me out, though. Also That's that mean, t- shine's good. Also on that tier, put progress. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. I would I would I would definitely pay the extra money for those two. And WXW. Yeah, put put everything on. Well WXW specifically is the other one they have the working relationship with. Don't they also work with ICW? Uh I f- thought ICW might be the one that they're not working with. I don't know. And like Because I thought that was the whole thing about like it being, that's why it was like special for them to be like, hey, yeah, uh, if you want to work the Lionheart show, you can do that because it was an ICW show. And like, they don't work together, I thought was the whole thing. But I could be totally wrong about this. Anyway, the main event. The main event, which, you know, you, it makes sense, but also it had to follow that match we just saw, which made it kind of tough. It was for the NFC Championship. It was Adam Cole defending against Akira Tozawa. Bebe. Akira Tozawa, Bebe? I was late, but sure, yes. Yeah. Ha. Ha, indeed. Yeah, look, like, I'm not surprised by how this went. Like, I think that I get why this was the main event. I don't think it should have been the main event because, look, you know, this is... This is Cole and Tazawa basically working what amounts to a house show for them. They're going to give it their all, certainly, because they're on the network and they're going to, like, you know, they know that this fucking 2300 Arena crowd is going to be, like, red hot for them. But at the end of the day, they were never going to put in anywhere near the effort that, like, the two people in the match for the top two titles of the company that is running the show was going to do like Mm -hmm. JD Drake and Austin theory had way more to fucking prove. And they did it with a palm. Like they they fucking killed it. Like I don't, I never thought in a million years that Colin and Tazawa were going to put in anywhere near that effort. And they didn't, but it was still a really fucking great match. Yeah, it was, even though we knew that there's no way that Tazawa was going to win third best match of the night. I'd say, I'd put it fourth. I'd put it behind the tag match. I really like I'd put the tag match a little behind it, but yeah, not much. It's they're, they're very close, let's say. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this was really good. Uh Akira Tozawa almost broke his neck. Yep. As you do. I can't believe you got a video of that. It's fucked up. You're you're lucky this was a New Japan show because I was watching one of the videos before one of the G1s and uh, you know what happens if you try to do a video inside one of those uh, buildings. Yeah, I'm aware Jushin Liker shows up in a fucking cop outfit and kicks the shit out of you. Yeah, that's it's fucked up. Why is Liger a cop? All cops are Ligers. All Ligers are cops. All Ligers are bastards. That's not true. Even you, Jushin. Wow. Even you. Wow, it's 
fucked up. Anyway, yeah, Adam Cole uh, won despite the fact that Johnny Gargano showed up. I don't know why he showed up. Because he's Johnny Wrestling. I know, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up because, look, Owen, do you really need me to explain why he showed up? No, I know why he showed up. Yeah, he showed up because who else was going to do the babyface promo to close the show? Uh, Tazawa, he asked if we had a good time. That was the only thing he said. His English is limited, okay? I know, that's why I'm saying that Johnny Gargano came out, because his English is not. He did good, and that guy in front of us wooed real good. He sure did. It was a good show. I had a great time. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. I'm glad we went. I, once again, was entertained by an Evolve show. I still don't think that they're the, you know, of all the indie companies out there that I could be watching, I think I would still rather be watching MLW than Evolve. Mm -hmm. But, I thought they did a good job. If you ever want to come to a wrestling show at the 2300 Arena, just let me know. Mm, I think MLW is going to be back soon. I'll go to that with you. If I'm available. I'm going to I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go to the MLW show next week. Oh, speaking of September, we didn't talk about this in news, but uh, WWE's running the garden. Oh yeah, that's happening. Are, are we going? I don't know. Tickets are, tickets are on sale. Uh, yeah, Friday tickets are tickets are going to be kind of expensive though, and I really want to go to that. I really want good seats to that New Japan show. Well, I mean, don't get floor seats. Just Look on Friday morning. Look at the lower bowl and tell me how it is. I mean, I we know how much it's going to be like sixty bucks at the cheapest for like not great seats. But what? It, but they're doing a combo ticket too, so I'm curious what the combo ticket is. Okay, let me take a look. I'm, I'm not committing to doing it. I just I just want to know if it's feasible because also remember I have to take a train up there. I mean, you can take a bus. Anyway, no, that I was evolved. It was because I won't get there in time. I work those days. Don't work, coward. Anyway, wow, that was evolved. It was good. Yes. Another show happened that night, and I still haven't seen it. I've have heard things about it, and let me tell you something, John. I don't want to watch it. I do. I I've heard that it's a really fucking long show that yeah. didn't need to be that long. Yeah. And it was a the worst show that AEW has done so far. I mean, oh no, the worst show of the 3 they've done. Yeah, but still. Yeah, look, whatever. Like, I'm still I'm still interested, and, like, all of the things I've heard, it's like, yeah, there's definitely negative, there's definitely downsides to it, but, like, the thing I've also heard is that, yeah, the wrestling is good, though. So, all right, cool. Yeah. I've you know, seen. for what for what basically amounts to a glorified house sh- charity show, like, yeah, all right. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, Britt Baker got concussed in that one match. Yeah, that part is not great. And she got... But, she- tried to tie the wrong corner. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. And Brandy Rhodes is on her bullshit. 
dude, they set up Aja versus Awesome Kong, okay? That that part's good. The part where Brandy is Stephanie is not okay. I don't disagree. Uh, I, I yeah. What are you say? I'm not good. I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I really I really want to know what all out is going to be now. They have to like put on a hell of a show. Especially and I think they will, but charging money for it. Yeah, and I think they will, but yeah, like definitely, I I will agree from the little bit I've heard. It definitely sounds like yeah, there there were problems. Yeah, um, but also they're a fucking brand new company doing weird new shit. Like they're figuring it out. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what do you what do you expect that like they're gonna be like? have it all fucking do you expect they're going to be fucking nxt right at the gate no how long did it how long did it take nxt to be nxt i know but i'm just saying like it's they're on their third show so their the rope is getting small like i am giving them the, i'm still like you know giving them a little bit of slack but they're running out of it because the tv is coming up and they need to prove that they can do they can do a good television show and also, you know, be able to do some good storytelling. Yeah. But again, this is basically what amounts to a house show. They haven't had the ability to really do any storytelling. They didn't set up to be a house show. They made it like a five hour show. Yeah. Again, like I said, they shouldn't have made it so long. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just saying like, you can say it's a house show, but the way they presented it was not like that, which is not great. I mean, but again, I feel like it's semantics, honestly. Like, yeah, they presented it that way because they don't have any other way they can do it. And also, they've already said, like, hey, we're not really doing house shows. Like, mm-hmm. this is what they have. This is the infrastructure they have. Like, they did a they did a special. They basically did a pay-per-view, but they did it free. Also, did the- they did they do too much? Yeah, definitely. Like, the main event did not have to go over a half hour. Probably not, no. Because I heard not a, mu- not a lot happened in it. I heard I heard it was good. Like I, I heard, I heard was... there was no blood, and that's fucked up. What? But I heard you didn't th- want blood! I, I'm kidding, because I'm saying because it's all the roads do or, or bleed. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I look. I heard it was. I heard it was good. Like I, and it sounds like a lot of the problems that I've heard from people are people that wanted it to be more of a young bucks match than a brotherhood match. And it sounds like from everything I've heard that it was basically the young bucks wrestling Cody and Goldust's match. That's not what you come for the young bucks for. Yeah, but I like Cody and Goldust. I want to see them do their match. Okay. Well, like, so like I get it and I, I get that complaint. I understand that complaint, but I don't care because that works for me. Fucking the brotherhood was great. Okay. Well, I would be curious to hear your thoughts next week. As I said in that promo, they were the first team to beat the shield and then they bleeped out the shield. Yep. But John, I'm curious to hear your thoughts next week after you've seen it. I'm going to watch it. I Like I said, I watched that one match, and I like that match. But but hey, maybe I'm weird because I like the librarians. You and Jeff Gersman. Sorry that we're right. 
But John, if you want to hear some thoughts this week about Fight for the Fallen from people that watched it, then uh, today, along with this podcast, on our Patreon at patreon.cool, we will have an episode of The Heel Alternative. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's Trace and Oscar, and uh, they talked about the show. And guess what? Spoilers, they were not all that hot on it. So yeah, we'll check that out over at patreon.cool. That's available for all Patreon subscribers. Enjoy it, because when in October, I'm fucking taking them out of existence. Uh, the, the Wednesday Night Wars begin. Oh, we're not doing Wednesdays anymore. Thursday? Thursdays are going to be weird for me. We'll talk about it. I got some ideas. Also, SmackDown is on Fridays. Owen, we'll talk about it. I got some ideas. Alright, we should talk about it as soon as we finish up here, because I'm very concerned now that I'm remembering SmackDown's moving. We'll talk about it. I got some ideas. I don't know why I didn't think about that, because, uh, by the way, when I was at the show that we're going to talk about next, they announced that WWE's coming back to Philadelphia in November for SmackDown! All right, then. They haven't done SmackDown a year in forever. I'm so excited. I want to go to it. Owen. It's, it's on a Why Friday. Why did you go to Extreme Rules? Oh, you want to talk about Extreme Rules? I went to Extreme Rules. Why did you do this? Because I had a birthday coming up, and someone asked, what, what do you want? I said, I guess I'd like to get a chair. Are, how much are tickets? Oh, I can get face value at ringside. Okay, I'll do that. You sure did, Owen. You John, sure did. I went into the show having low expectations. In fact, I was not even at ringside for the first pre-show match. I don't even know what the first pre-show match the was. The first pre-show match was the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, Jesus, that's when they did that? Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Fuck, dude. I didn't. Yeah, I I missed. Uh, I didn't start watching until during the the. the I guess what was technically the second match on the show, the the Raw Tag Team Championships. Oh, okay. I was, I was, I was at ringside for the Cruiserweight Championship match, which was the second hmm. pre-show match. But yeah, uh, I was in I was in line for concessions during that because I got into the arena like at six o'clock. Hey, trains are slow. Whatever, and I was like. Whatever, it's the pre-show. And then Nakamura won the title. I was like, oh, that's cool. Is it, though? Uh, I mean, considering that he's setting up a feud on SmackDown with Ali, uh, yeah. Alright, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to see Nakamura and Ali have, a, have a, like a match where they're actually motivated to fight. But hear me out here. Mm-hmm. Nakamura's not motivated to do anything. I, he might be with Ali and SmackDown you know, getting rejuvenated a bit. And also, how did the last Intercontinental Championship title run go? For who? Nakamura? Look, man, we basically haven't seen Finn since WrestleMania. Come on. And and I'm not going to and we're not going to acknowledge Era 404 show not found. Okay. Whatever. I'm I'm hopeful for Nakamura. But, I'm just throwing it out there. 
Uh, another thing I'm just going to throw out there, how did his U.S. title run go? The, the United States of Knock America. It was hey, real John. cool for the two weeks that it happened. Hey, John. I got, I, after I got to my seat, and then became the big game of, oh, God, I'm in the corner. Am I away from the ring, or am I next to the ring? Because I was seat number six. So I was definitely on one of the ends. Turns out, I was next to the barricade. I, I, I chose correctly. Yeah, I, we know, Owen. We know. John, I really, like, it, it. that changes, like, every time. Like, you can't just assume what which one goes where. I'm not saying, like, we can just assume it where it goes every time. I'm saying, like, we know because you were very visible on camera. Literally, I was watching... I was watching Raw with someone this week, and, like, during the replay that they were showing of one of the matches, I don't even remember which one, I just went, like, hey, there's Owen! Hey, that's awesome! Cool, I didn't see that. That's great. But, yeah, um, then I was at ringside, and then I got to see uh, Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. One of those people is good. Yeah, uh, Drew Gulak was wearing Flyers colors, and I was like, hey, I'm wearing Flyers stuff. That's cool. And then he put on a match that was way less good than the one on Saturday. Oh, man. But again, you could tell that he had to, like, go into the constraints of the WWE style and do a lot safer stuff. Like, he wasn't going nearly as stiff. And he had to do much bigger moves for the bigger crowd. And I'm like, I get it. But his other match was way better. But he, he still won, so that was good. Did you see the video after uh, the match on uh, .com? No. So here's the thing. At Stomping Grounds, he won the title in a triple threat. He did not pin Tony Nese for that. Yeah, I'm aware. So Tony Nese says, has been saying, you're not the real champion, you didn't beat me. So, As you do if you suck like Tony Nese does. So if you noticed on Gulak's uh, belt, he did not change the nameplates. Huh. He kept the normal nameplates on the belt. And then the cameras caught him backstage at Extreme Rules after his match, and he was himself, he was screwing on his plates. And he hmm. explained, he says, yeah, I won the title, but what Tony Nese said to me got to my head, and I'm like, well, I need to prove that I'm the true champion and I'm not going to be the true champion until I beat him and then I did so now I am the true champion and fuck him and I thought that was a awesome baby, fa- baby face-ish move yeah it was awesome I'm like you're the man like hell yeah you you did it you, you beat him and so there's no doubt that you are the champion that's strangely baby face yeah but also he's in Philadelphia, so I get it. It was cool. But yeah, that was... But it's a dot-com exclusive. It's not playing to Philadelphia crowd. Oh, but you're still in his home. Whatever. It was cool. I liked it. I'm not saying it wasn't cool. I'm saying it's strange. He went back to being a heel on 205 Live this week. Oh, good. What holding, a great show that is. Holding the belt and saying this is his 205 Live and fuck everyone. I can't wait to watch that great show. I mean, this week had a really fucking good match. Yeah, but here's the problem, Owen. Do you know what it is? It's 205 Live. But do you know what the really good match was? No. 
Jack Gallagher against uh, Chad Gable. Again? Yeah, they had a rematch, and apparently it was real, it was hot fire. All right. I mean, again, this there is never a question that 205 Live, the matches will be good. They give it their all. They really try. But it's the same shit every week. Mm-hmm. Playing to an audience that just doesn't fucking care. Crowd seemed into the match, though. But the crowd were also into the next match, which was the opening of Extreme Rules. It was the no-holds-barred tag match between Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre against Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Yeah, I'm good. Yo, the crowd was hot for this match. Hell, we even cheered for Roman Reigns. It's not that surprising. Because fuck Shane McMahon. And also The Undertaker fucking rules. It was great to see him. Mm. It was really good. Undertaker did really well in this match. He moved really good. He did his moves. He did old school. He, like, wasn't limited at all. Like, he was out there to prove that he's not going to be remembered by that fucking Goldberg match. And he did a great job of it. Also, the part where uh, Undertaker was getting ready to uh, Tombstone Shane and Drew McIntyre appeared behind him was really well framed on TV. All right, then. You didn't see that where he just you just see Drew McIntyre like pop up behind from out from behind him. I have not seen this match. Oh, it's real good. And, and I then, don't intend to. As soon as Undertaker turns around, and you think he's going to get uh, Claymore, uh, Roman Reigns spears him out of nowhere. I actually did see a gif of that, which worked really well because Roman Reigns was not in the ring at the time. He he dove in real fast for that, so it worked real well. Okay, I actually did see a gif of that. That that did seem pretty okay. It was great. This match was really fun. I really enjoyed this. It's great that I get to see The Undertaker at least one more time. Hmm. I feel bad for Oscar because he's still not seen The Undertaker wrestle in person. But he might get the chance next month if Undertaker actually does get a match at SummerSlam. It'd be real fucked up if he didn't. Because they didn't allude to it at all this week. This might be a hot take, but I'm going to say it. Owen? What's up? I think that the la- the one Undertaker match that I've seen live was the last good Undertaker match. <sighs> well, actually, I've seen two live, but the first one. Was it the one you and I were at? We were at two, Owen. We were at two. What was the other one? SummerSlam. Shit, you're right. We That fucked up one with the referee. Yeah. Yep. That was the last great Undertaker. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. The WrestleMania 29 one, of course. Yeah, WrestleMania 29. I don't know. I really, I mean, this wasn't a classic, but it, Undertaker did really well in this match, and I really liked it. Sounds like it was a good Undertaker match. Yeah. But I said great Undertaker right. match. No, I'm not going to say it was a good Undertaker match. I'm going to say it was a fun Undertaker match. Okay. I had a lot of fun. That's the theme of the show, is I had a lot of fun at this show. Which, I haven't had fun at a WWE show in a while. 
because the last pay-per-view I went to was Battlegrounds. Still keeping this all bottled up. Still keeping this bottled in. What, what, do you, what part are you bottled up finish, about? Finish talking about this garbage show, and I'll, I'll get to it. All right. Now, I'll just move on, then. I'll talk about the, the Raw Tag Team title match that you saw. The revival. This is when I started watching. Being Usos, it was fine. It was fine. It was, it was Not fine. the best match they've done. It was fine. Yeah, it, was, it was fine. Revival 1, Shatter Machine. Yep, Shatter Machine. It was a good Shatter Machine. I'll give them that. But it was, it was a Raw Tag Division match, so it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Then we got to a barn burner, which... Like, I, I have some thoughts about this. So it was Alistair Black against Cesaro. It was a good match. I was really into this match. I thought this was the best match of the show. The crowd did not agree with me. The crowd was very quiet for this. I'm not I, surprised by but, that. But I was loud. I was yelling for it. I'm like, people around me, I'm like, why aren't you people cheering? This match fucking rules. Like, I was at a grand all time yelling and hollering and stuff. Because a widespread audience doesn't know who Aleister Black is, but and definitely knows who Cesaro is and knows that he's going to lose. Yeah. But yeah, this match ruled the spot where uh, Cesaro caught Aleister Black when he was like trying to do like knees off of the top rope. Yeah, it was great. That... Like seeing that in person, like him, like actually, like catch him and walk around and keep his balance was nuts. This is a cool match. Yeah, this like all the hits were great. Like they really went into each other on it. Like this was fun, and I this was the best match on the show. I had and, and then the Black Mass. Cesaro looked great. Alistair Black looked like an actual like superstar here. It it made up for all the bullshit with him in the backstage being all weird. Which I liked, but I like this Alistair Black better. I would agree, this is probably the best match on the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish the crowd was more hyped for it. Um, This match, next match I had questions about. It's uh, Bailey defending the women's the SmackDown women's title against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in a handicap match. I did not think this was great. I don't understand this it seems like they took which you know with the television this week it sure seems like they took the Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross storyline and flushed it down the toilet yep which is very weird and makes me think were they trying to get Sasha back and she said no so they decided to nix this whole thing Kind of how it feels. I mean, like, I, you know, it seems like it would have been one of those things where, like, it could have been, like, hey, that now you, like, have Nikki and, and Alexa, like, fighting over something, like, a bell or something like that. But, like, oh, well, of course I did. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, forgot about that. I, I, yep. It's been a while. Yep. Been a while. Forgot about that. Uh, yeah. It would have made sense for Blissey and, uh, Nikki Cross be fighting over something tangible, like let's say a SmackDown Women's Championship. But yeah, I could also see it being something like, well, Sasha was supposed to come into even the odds, and mm, it's still not going great. So uh, yeah, instead they just uh, made Bailey chump everybody out, and she pinned Nikki. Mm-hmm. Which is the fucked up part. If it was at least Alexa, I would have understood. But this totally 
be pushed Nikki Cross. Yeah, after the whole thing was that Nikki kept seemingly having Bailey's number. Well, Bailey also lost to Nick or Nikki uh, lost to Bailey on TV too. So she also, didn't she also get a, a victory on her too? Yeah, they were even. Yeah, exactly. Like, which is better than Alexa has done. True. But yeah, it was a weird decision, and also the fact that uh, on Raw Nikki went full heel was weird. I I I think that I mean whatever they're doing to Nikki oh, is bad. The less said about that match, the better. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, that, that fatal four way sucked. That fatal four way, fucking Jesus. But the the post match though, with uh, with Natalia and. Uh, Becky Lynch was pretty good. I enjoyed them. Uh, That's just a magic Nick, word. Natalia could not have sounded more awkward saying those lines. Uh, I know, but she, I think if they let her go full heel, then it'll be good. She, hers as like a cocky heel is great. They, they need. Yeah, those, she, like, I, well, I'm not too. saying that she's bad as a heel. Like her as Queen of Black Hearts, she was good in that role. And they need to turn her for this match. Because, spoilers for SummerSlam, um, it's two face versus face matches currently for the women's titles. Which is strange. So they need to turn her, and maybe they should turn Ember Moon as well. Or? Turn Bailey? What if? Uh, I don't know. You know what, Owen? They've already fucking murdered Bailey enough as it is. Why not just go all the way with it? I don't know. I'd like to see what a heel Ember Moon would be. I think that'd be interesting. I think a heel Ember Moon could be cool. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. you know, I guess at this point I'm an agent of chaos. I feel like you already fucked Bailey up for me forever when you had her beat the shit out of Sasha and scream you ain't shit at her. Yeah. The women's booking's weird. Also, they had the... This, the women's tag belts on the line on SmackDown. We'll get to the women's booking later. Oh? Oh, okay. Oh, you know why. Oh, I know. Uh, next was the most fun I had during the show, which was the last man standing match between Braun Strowman and uh, Bobby Lashley. This match was really stupid. I love how stupid it was. It was great. Yeah, no, it was great. It was it was fucking great. Actually, yeah, this was this was the best match on the show. You know what I loved? So they it was fought, the perfect level of dumb. They fought up up the stairs into the the concourse, and if you could see in the background, all our concession stands are all like being fixed up for some reason. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're they're doing shit to revitalize the stadium, which is dumb because they should just have built a new one. But whatever. I like that Braun Strowman got thrown into the you know the boards of the Pardon Our Appearance uh, concession stand that was getting fixed up, and Cole called it concrete wall. It wasn't. It's wood. I was. I know. I know. So that's I'm why just I thought like, it was funny. That's also why it took me so long to get to my seats because all the. I, they said, oh, you should go up to 200 level to get concessions. I'm like, no. What? Because literally all the level, 100 level concessions are like that because they're redoing them. So they said, go up to the 200 level to get concessions. I said, no, I'll just go to one of the vendors on the side and I'll just get a, a bottle of water and I'll be fine. Because it was really hot out, so I needed something to drink. One half hour later. 
it actually did take me a half hour. It was it was crazy, but yeah. Um, so that was fun seeing the concourse uh, there, and then I I saw them fighting through the you know the merch thing they had set up, and then I saw the sign for where they were, and they were at the steps that I went down to go to my section, <laughs> and I went, oh, this will be fun. <laughs> They're coming my way. You you want to hear? You want to know a little inside baseball, John? Let's hear it. Um, as soon as they left to go up the steps to go into the concourse, the uh, the FX team, which if you don't know, WWE has an FX team that sets up all the crazy spots, jumped over my barricade and then went over to the bar- to the corner and loosened up the barricade, and then also moved our oh, yeah, security then. guard away from that section. And had you know people blocking the fans because they were going to go through that barricade. <laughs> well, all right then. So I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how fast it was coming because the what because they came down the steps and then Lashley plowed Braun Strowman through it really fast and really loud. <laughs> it was awesome. That's pretty cool. That's the first time that's ever happened for me having someone go through a barricade in my section. Out of all the years I've been to a wrestling show, so I was very excited about it. And, and and by the way, as soon as they did the video package for the next match, they all came back and put the barricade back together. As you do. It was crazy though, because they had to actually like pull the barricade closer together because they hit it so hard that it actually like moved the barricade like at least a foot. Mm. It was cool. It was really neat to see behind the scenes of that. Also, this match ruled, and also. Braun Strowman's head almost hit those steps. Holy shit. Yep. But yeah, this match was great. I loved it. It was fun. I don't care that when they went off the balcony into the box, you could see all the foam. Whatever. I'd rather them be safe. It was pretty stupid, but it was stupid in a way that I liked. Because he did the fucking Kool-Aid Man thing through the board and he punched through it. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... I was telling people in my section when the camera was lined up like that, he's got to punch through that. It's going to be awesome. And then he did. Yeah. He sure did. So yeah, this match ruled. I had, it was the most fun I had. Then hey, Owen, oh, I got some breaking news What's related up? to this uh, before we move on to the next match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman re-signed his contract. Oh, good. Four more years of Braun. Good. He deserves to get paid. Four more years of the Bing Bong. Well, he's not a big, like, he's not like a technical wrestler, so I don't expect him to go to the indies. He's built for WWE. The Bing Bong. Yeah. Um, after this, we had the triple threat for the uh, SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, this is good. Uh, Brian Rowan defending against Heavy Machinery and uh, The New Day. A little chaotic, but it was good. It was chaotic. I really like Heavy Machinery. They were a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Tucker really impressed me. Like, Otis, I've, you know, he's fun. But Tucker, like, actually, like, put in a lot of work in this match, and I was really impressed with him. Yeah. The New Day were the New Day, and uh, Brian sold that ending like a million bucks. It was well-paced, cool. and I really liked it. And the New Day are your sixth-time tag team champs. 
Huzzah! Also, I don't know if you caught it on camera, but Biggie and Xavier brought the belts over to my section and I got to touch them. Yes, I, I did. That was cool. I was like, oh, I get to touch the belts! This is awesome! So yeah, it was fun. I don't usually, like, put my hand out for stuff, but... The two instances I did were touching the belts, and I high-fived uh, Roman Reigns. Because I thought, why not? Roman Reigns is fine. I gave him enough shit at the Rumble. Um, After this was another great match that the crowd was not into. The U.S. title, AJ Styles taking on the champion Ricochet. John? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. But the crowd was not into it, and I was really mad. Huh. I was like, what are you doing? This match rules! That was me a lot of the time. There was, like that and the other uh, the other match, the uh, the Black Cesaro match. I'm like, I'm the only one clapping, and the person next to me was chained. Bore- this is boring. And I said, you shut your goddamn mouth. Jesus. As you know, th- this, is- this wasn't the match they did that. They did that during the Kofi match, and I got real mad. I was like, you shut your mouth, Kofi Kingston. We need to support him because he needs to be champion forever. Mm. They were a bad person next to me. At the same time, though. Not wrong. I mean, the match wasn't great, but it wasn't boring. Yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, I just thought I was hitting that, uh, that falling back Saws Clash off the, top, the middle rope. Was it middle or top? I think it was middle. Middle. It was sick. It was cool. This was a good match, and AJ Styles won the title. Yeah, it's a good match. Uh, I tried to too sweet AJ Styles, but he's a heel. He wasn't going to do that. It, when the camera, when the lights were off and they were doing the video uh, package for the next thing, uh, when he came out of my section and me and a bunch of people were doing the too sweet, he's, he, he went to us and said, I know. As in, yeah, I know I I know I wish I could too sweet you, but I can't. And I'm like, I get it. Should have asked him what his thoughts are on the gay community. He says, I don't want none. <laughs> they're just they're just flat motherfucker. I hate this. Um I, I like the next match, which lasted seventeen seconds. Kevin Owens against Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it sure happened, alright. I, the show was going long. I thought it was fine. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. Got we got got the big pop, and he got to talk shit on Shane. It was, it served. Yeah, it was purpose. fine. Yeah, it did. I'm not complaining about it as much as just like, all right, yeah. You, did you even really need to do this though? Uh, I mean, it was whatever. And it, I'm gonna be honest. To cut a promo. I'm gonna be honest. I love, you know my feelings on Kevin Owens. You know that I am very pro-Kevin Owens. Are you anti this this character he's doing? No, but I am anti his finisher being the stunner. No, but he's, essentially he's being stone cold. I don't want him to be stone cold. I want him to be Kevin Owens. Yeah. It's getting him over, so I'm, I'm just going to let him... Enjoy this run for now. Also, uh, they announced during uh, Extreme Rules that next Monday is Raw Reunion, which but with a bunch of old school people, including Stone Cold, 
So him and Kevin Owens need to have a segment. Yeah, I won't be watching next week's Raw, and I feel pretty good about it. I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. I w- Owen? I know who's going to be... support Hulk Hogan. I know he's going to be on. Do not support it. I want him to have a segment with the New Day. <laughs> I don't want that. I want him to go up to Kofi Kingston and say, Oh, they let you guys be champion now. Oh, you're with that dude now. <laughs> okay, check this out. The N-word. Not the first time WWE has used the N-word, and plus they're trying to be provocative, so they could do it. Please don't have to subject the New Day to that, mount, Paul, that Paul, man. Paul Heyman is running the show. He, he can get Hulk Hogan to say the N-word. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Owen. It doesn't seem like it takes that much to get Hulk Hogan to say the N-word. True. I was going to say, what about on, on film, but that already happened. <laughs> Oh fuck! We've also and we've also all seen the dress code for Hogan's Beach. Oh no! Spe- speaking of uh, of Hulk Hogan, Kofi Kingston defended the title, the WWE Championship, against Samoa Joe. This match wasn't great. It wasn't, but it wasn't as it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring, but look. I'm not going to fault him in the sense that I get where it comes from, like, because I'm, I couldn't, okay, well, I, I get where she's coming from, mm-hmm. because I couldn't get into this match for the obvious reason of, who the fuck cares about Samoa Joe? Like, you know yeah, I love some, don't get me wrong, Samoan Joseph is my boy, mm-hmm. I want him to, and his wonderful family of Wendy and Dominic to live oh, happily boy. ever after. Oh, sorry, Wendy, Dominic, and uh, Kofi's Ghanaian family. Yeah, yeah. To, to live happily ever after. He doesn't ever win. He, he always chokes on the big one. Yeah, I, I, I had trouble getting into this match, like, completely, because something fell off about it, and I don't know if it was the crowd being completely dead or not, but it just I also, look, weird. I just, watching it, like, I felt like I felt like Joe wasn't really that invested in it. Yeah, like I could feel like both him and Kobe didn't feel like they were into it either. So that's why it felt like at one point they just went, "We should just finish this match," and then they, the finish just happened. And I went, "Oh, which match is over?" And okay. also, and also the problem is, I feel like that's kind of been the finish they've had for a lot of Kofi matches lately. Of like, Kofi's getting his ass kicked. Kofi's getting his ass kicked. All these people are doing these moves to Kofi. Oh, Kofi hits one trouble in paradise. You done. I'm curious how his match with Orton is going to be. Which, I'm going to be completely straight up here. It's like, I do really love Kofi. He needs a better finisher than the Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. It's not that cool of a kick. Maybe he'll debut one against Orton. I'd like to hope so. Him and Orton should have a good match. You know what he should do to Orton? Pun him. Yep. That's a heel move, though. If anyone could make a punt cool and babyfacious, it's the New Day. Not wrong. Uh, then we had the main event. Oh, Jesus. Is this what you've been building up for? No, it's not. Oh, is the thing afterward? 
It's more of a general consensus on the show thing. Okay, now but, let's get through this. Oh, Jesus. The uh, the winner takes all, last chance, mixed tag for the Raw women's title and universal title. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defending their belts against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. It was okay. No! No! It was okay. It, it was, was stupid. It was an overbooked mess. It was Of course fucking... it was an overbooked mess. It was Extreme Rules match. An Extreme Rules match that had like a bunch of like stupid rules that they were fucking being like, oh, well, only the men can fight the men and the women can fight the women until they had like fucking, until they had like the big end spot where like, oh my god, Baron Corbin did the end of days on Becky Lynch, even though there's no reason he couldn't have just done that from the fucking beginning because why the fuck not? It's in, there's no rules. I and like, the whole point being to have fucking Baron Corbin fridge Becky Lynch to try and get Seth over, and it was fucking stupid. I think it helped that I didn't have the commentary shoving the, the rules down my throat, mm. which helped with the match because it was just like it didn't, it felt fine with the tags and stuff. But I, I can understand with the, the commentary kept running down your throat about the men and, and the women fighting. That could be really obnoxious, but having no commentary and them just using a bunch of weapons and the table spot and all that was fun. Also, the cameras on that Lacey Evans entrance? No. That was some uh, impact shit. I'm gonna just throw it out there. That was some Paul Heyman shit. Such good shit, though. It's like... Hey, guys... It's 2019. Maybe there's some things from ECW we don't need. Like, I went back and saw that, because I saw them filming it, and I said, they're not using that angle. And then, yep, they apparently did. Because, oh, and, they didn't just use that angle. They put some zoom on that bitch. Yeah, but the problem is that they sh if they were going to use that angle, they need to show the text that was on the pants. No, instead they just showed her entire asshole, basically. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have place the wording better so in the shot you would have seen it say Seth on it. Which is also stupid. Which I get, because I was watching the match and she kept like doing that seductive shit at Seth and Becky was getting pissed off about it. Which was fine. It's better than seeing her try to wrestle, because when she wrestled and she, on the other side of the ring, she fucking dropped that chair on Becky's face. That sucked. Yep. I could, yeah, I, I just saw it slip out of her hands and hit Becky, and I went, oh, man, that actually hit her, that sucks. This Lacey Evan thing just isn't working. Yeah, well, she's done, so that's good. Because she wasn't in that fatal four-way. That's true. So I think she. And then the done. ending, welp. I think the ending was interesting, because it was shocking to me, because this is... Be Becky got in the ring, and he just fucking hit that end of days on her. I went, oh, fuck. That's something you don't expect in WWE. It was awesome, and but I didn't like the part that she stayed down from it. They just fucking fridged Becky Lynch yeah, from like a goddamn end of days. She was fucking selling the end of days on Raw. What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't like that part, but I... I like that they actually did the move on her. 
I don't like the I wasn't ag- again, I wasn't against it. I was against like, you know, them making a whole big fucking thing of like, "Oh my god, a man did a move on a woman. What? These fucking women folk, they can't take a move from a man." See, again, it, I think it helped that I didn't have the commentary in my ear because they just hit the move and the whole crowd just gasped all at once and went, "Holy shit." But why? It's a no disqualification match. There's no reason could do that. Yeah, but we're all thinking like, oh, WWE's never going to do that shit, and then they did it. Like, wow, oh, that's awesome. That's fucking crazy. They did it again. We didn't have the commentary saying, oh, this is unbelievable. Instead, it was just like, oh, that's shocking that they actually fucking let them do that in the, in the WWE. But it's shocking for the wrong reasons. It's not shocking because of the moment. It's shocking because of the meta. And yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's bad writing. And then Seth like, freaked the, out. The, the whole point of watching this show is I want to suspend my disbelief and not be constantly thinking of what the writers are doing and thinking. And yeah. that's all I did with this. I get it. Then Seth freaked out and beat Baron. I think it was excessive to do three stomps. I was hoping that the third stop he was going to get reversed into a pin and lose. I think I think Seth and Becky should have lost this match. I don't agree with that, but, no, but I know, agree, whatever. But I, I think it's better than than Becky getting fridged and it causing Seth to get the win. I would have better that if he got blinded with rage and that that cost him the match because he was being a stupid idiot. I am fine with the finish. I am not fine with what followed. I'm fine with what follows for selfish reasons. I'm a very selfish person, John. Yeah, you are. I told you when I got tickets to this, I said, Paul Heyman says it's going to be a cash-in. And that's on my list of things I need to see in person. And then Paul Heyman came out earlier in the night and said that he is Philadelphia and that he is not leaving Philadelphia without the universal title on Brock Lesnar. But he also said, I'm a liar. Yeah. Because he's Paul Heyman, of course. But he wasn't lying. <laughs> because Brock Lesnar came out. Oh, by the way, this a fucked up thing during both Kofi and the main event. Uh, we had dueling chants. I don't know if you heard it on TV. Of, we want Lesnar, and then an even louder, no, we don't. That's very good. That was very interesting. Especially during the Kofi match. I was like, absolutely not. During the main event, I was like, ah, I get I, No, but I get it. Why anyone would lo- want Lesnar ever is beyond me. I didn't want Lesnar. I just wanted to, I just wanted a cash-in to happen. And I got it. And then he, he, beat the, he beat the Seth Rollins. It's off my list. I've seen it. I've seen we it, but... sure would have been cool if, like, you know, we had Seth Rollins' cool partner who was at fucking ringside. Like, no, hey, she's, no, she's maybe fridged. she could get involved and no, stop things. Fridged. Oh, no, she's dead because of fucking Baron Corbin, the, the angry waiter. Man, what if, what if Lesnar hit an F5 on her? That would have been fucking crazy. Yeah, right? Or or suplex even because he's very unsafe with those suplexes. I'm aware. That would have been cool. But anyway, point is, uh, Lesnar cashed in, won the Universal Title because it's Paul Heyman's show. He even mentioned it on Raw that it's his show. So everything yeah. is different, Owen, and nothing has changed. <laughs> 
I don't know. That that camera shot of Lacey Evans was different. And nothing has changed. Fair. But, you know what this means, John? That I get to finally go on my rant? Well, first I was going to say, all I've got left on my list that I can think of off the top of my head is I need to see a Hell in a Cell match, and I need to see an Elimination Chamber. Okay. I don't think there's any other big matches. I've seen Money in the Bank. I've seen a Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think those are it. Anyway, John, go on your rant. Before we do that, because this is going to be the shit that closes the show here, this has been Heel Turner Production of ProWrestling.Cool. Oh, it's not just cool, it's dot cool. You can find us over at ProWrestling.Cool. You can find us on Patreon at Patreon.Cool. You can find us streaming live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern over at Twitch.tv slash OzoneOnline. You can find us on Facebook. Just search ProWrestling.Cool, where I, we know you're on a phone. You're not going to put in a URL. It's cool. Uh... Find us on Twitter at the Heel Turn and at PWDOTC. Find me on Twitter at I am John GM. Find Owen on Twitter at the underscore Ozone. Did I forget anything? Um, the Thursday, or when this podcast goes out, the Heel Turn will also be out. Uh, Friday, we will have our G1 podcast with me and Trace. Um, sh- should I? Should I go? No, you don't have to go. You should be here for this. Feel like I should go. You need I, to hear this. I mean, I'll I'll be I'll listen. I'm just gonna just sit over here and listen. Oh, and this was a good show. I can agree with you. Extreme Rules was a good show, but so fucking what? It doesn't mean anything. Like this is the thing that we always talk about here. Ever since that fucking podcast. That's that, uh, that Stone Cold episode where v- fucking Vince talks about how, oh, we don't do wrestling for wrestling's sake. Owen, that's all this fucking show was. Wrestling for wrestling's sake. None of it fucking means anything. None of it fucking matters. None of it's fucking building to anything. It's just the same shit over and over again. And yeah, okay, it was good. That's the thing. When you give these people, like, actual time to work, like, you get a good pay-per-view more often than not. Like, that's not the problem here. Most of these pay-per-views have been genuine, generally pretty decent, even the bad ones. The problem is still, at the end of the day, none of this shit means anything because there's no storytelling. There's no fucking, like, actual booking going on. It's nothing. And to sit, constantly sit here and being like, oh, well, you know what? Oh, this show was fun. Oh, I had a good time. Like, look at the fucking bigger picture here. There is none. Why do we keep fucking giving chances? Why would you spend fucking $500 on fucking tickets to see this fucking show when it doesn't matter? There's nothing happening. It doesn't mean shit. It's worthless. And that's what this show is. It is ultimately worthless. Were there good matches? Sure. Are we going to remember a single fucking one of them at the end of the day? I don't think so. Is Cesaro Alistair Black going to make it on our end of the year list? No. Are any of the stories that they advance here going to, like, matter for shit? No. It's all just useless. It's all just worthless. And yeah, okay, it's a good show, but that doesn't mean anything. Stop acting like it does. 
What matters is what happens when everything comes after it and everything that builds to it. And as we saw on Raw and SmackDown this week, they still have no fucking clue what they're doing. This shit is garbage. Fuck all y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.